Hello and welcome back once again to another episode of The Informed Catholic. My name is Ned Jabbar. This is going to be episode 133. 133 of The Informed Catholic. So today we're going to focus on the most sacred heart of, of Jesus. Uh, the first Friday just passed. Uh, sorry about that. I didn't put it out on time. So um, let's begin anyway. Um the entrance antiphon is from Psalm, Psalm 33. The designs of his heart are from age to age, to rescue their souls from death and to keep them alive in famine. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words and what I have done and what I have failed to do through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask Blessed Mary, ever Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray with me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Kiri Elysion, Kiri Elysion, Kiri Elysion. Christe elision, Christe elision, Christe elision, Kiri elision, Kiri elision, Kiri elision. Okay. Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace to people, goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. We give you thanks for your great glory. Lord God, heavenly King, O God, Almighty Father. Lord Jesus Christ, only begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world, receive our prayers. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, have mercy on us. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit and the glory of God the Father. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. All right. Uh, this is, we're in um, the uh, second cycle, which is a liturgical cycle, which is year B, we refer to. I really hate that kind of like classification, but hey. All right. Um, the first reading is from the prophet Hosea. Okay. Okay. Uh, Thus says the Lord. Or I'm sorry, it's chapter 11, verse 1, uh, 3, 4 to 8, and 9. All right, let's begin. A reading from the book of the prophet Hosea. Thus says the Lord, when Israel was a child, I loved him. Out of Egypt I called my son. Yet it was I who taught Ephraim to walk who took them in my arms. I drew them with human cords, with bands of love. I fostered them like one who raises an infant to his cheeks. Yet, though I stooped to feed my child, they did not know that I was their healer. My heart is overwhelmed. My pity is stirred. I will not give vent to my blazing anger. I will not destroy Ephraim again, for I am God 
and, and not man, the Holy One present among you. I will not let the flames con consume you. Okay, one more time. Reading from the book of the prophet Hosea, chapter 11, from verse 1 and to, uh, to 9. Thus says the Lord, When Israel was a child, I loved him. Out of Egypt I called my son. Yet it was I who taught Ephraim to walk, who took them in my arms. I drew them with human cords, with bands of love. I fostered them like one who raises an infant to his cheeks. Yet though I stooped to feed, to feed my child, they did not know that I was their healer. My heart is overwhelmed. My pity is stirred. I will not give vent to my blazing anger. I will not destroy Ephraim again, for I am God and not man, the Holy One present among you. I will not let the flames consume you. Okay, the word, the word, the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The psalm is taken from Isaiah chapter 12. And the response is, you will draw water joyfully from the springs of salvation. You will draw water joyfully from the springs of salvation. God indeed is my savior. I am confident and unafraid. My strength and my courage is the Lord. He has been my savior. With joy, you will draw water at the fountain of salvation. You will draw water joyfully from the springs of salvation. Give thanks to the Lord. Acclaim his name. Among the nations, make known his deeds. Proclaim how exalted is his name. You will draw water from the springs you will draw water joyfully from the springs of salvation. You will draw water joyfully from the springs of salvation. Sing praise to the Lord for his glorious achievements. Let this be known throughout all the earth. Shout with exultation, O city of Zion, for great is your midst, is the Holy One of Israel. You will draw water joyfully from the springs of salvation. Okay, I'm going to read the whole thing without the response. God indeed is my savior. I am confident and unafraid. My strength and my courage is the Lord, and he has been my savior. With joy you will draw water at the fountains, fountain of salvation. Give thanks to the Lord, acclaim his name. Among the nations make known his deeds. Proclaim how exalted is his name. Sing praise to the Lord for his glorious achievements. Let this be known throughout all, uh, throughout all, all the earth. Shout with exultation, O city of Zion. For great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. You will draw water joyfully from the springs of salvation.
Okay. Well, so now we're going to go into the uh, second reading here. I'm going to add it to this segment. If um, Ephesians chapter 3, verse uh, 8 to 12, 14 to 19. To know the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge. To me, the very other, uh, the same Paul's letter, to me, the very least of all the holy ones, this grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the indescribable uh, uh, riches of Christ and to bring to light for all what is the plan of the mystery hidden from ages past in God who created all things so that the manifold wisdom of God might know what might now be made known through the church to the principalities and the authorities in the heavens. This was according to the eternal purpose that he accomplished in, in Christ Jesus, our Lord, in whom we have boldness of speech and confidence of access through faith in him. For this reason, I kneel before the, before the father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that he may grant you in accord with the riches of his glory to be strengthened with power through his spirit in the inner self and that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you rooted and grounded in love may have strength to comprehend with all with all the holy ones what is the breadth and length and the height and depth to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge so that you may be filled with all the fullness of God okay this is this is something to uh, read again it's 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 quite beautiful. Paul always writes beautifully and it's very difficult sometimes to understand him, but he writes beautifully when he talks about the Christian faith. To me, the very least of all the holy ones, this grace was given to preach to the Gentiles, the indescribable, um, the in, in, he used the word inscrutable riches. Uh, it was very difficult for me to say it. I'm still suffering a little bit from my, uh, tinnitus, um, uh, in, I'll, uh, I think I got it now. Inscrutable riches of grace, which um, grace and to um, riches of uh, of Christ. I'm sorry. And to bring to light for all what is the plan of the mystery hidden from ages past in God, who created all things, so that the manifold wisdom of God might know might now be made known through the church. To the uh, to the principalities and the authorities in the heavens, this was according to the eternal purpose that he accomplished in Christ Jesus, our Lord, in whom we have boldness of speech and confidence of access through uh, through faith in Him. For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named that he may grant you 
in accord with the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with uh, with power through the through his Holy Spirit in the inner self, and that Christ may dwell. Uh, Christ Himself may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you rooted and gr uh, and grounded in love may have strength to comprehend with all the holy ones what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, so that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. This, um, it's, it's, you know, I mean, one of the things about Paul is that Paul really, um, dived into the Christian life. He, to the mysteries of, 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 of relationship with Christ, the Pharisee of Pharisees, the Hebrew of Hebrews, the Jews of Jews. Paul described himself as that. No one followed the law. No one, no one held on to the law far more than him, he believes. I mean, you could say he's, he even said, I have a right to boast because I know, I know, you know, he knew that life. But then <laughs> Christ wanted him, Christ picked him, Christ chose him. And Paul became his Pharisee, his Hebrew of Hebrews, his, his man to, to preach the gospel. Paul met God on the road and God knocked him, knocked him off his feet, knocked him off his horse. And Paul heard him and spoke to him. And who knows what he saw? Well, how the vision he, he, he finally encountered his God. And yet he thought he was doing the work of God at the time because he felt that Christians were horrible. They should not be allowed to, to persist and they should not be allowed to exist. It's a, it's a remarkable thing when you think about it. And Paul, Paul met Jesus. And Jesus, Jesus uh, revealed himself to him. Imagine, imagine, filled with such unbelievable zeal, consumed with zeal for his Jewish faith. I mean, the man caused the death of Stephen and then started to become like a, a firestorm of zealotry. He, he came down on the Christian community and he came down hard. And the church just spread further. Like, it's like, um, you know, he trampled on, on the, the garden, the, the, the garden that Christ planted. And through the trampling, the pollen spread further. The, the seeds were scattered further and uh, wider. It went, it, went, it went across the different parts of the known world. That's, that's love. That's, that's real. I mean, God, no matter what, no matter what, his church just kept on growing. Persecution is true. 
Persecution is one of the needs of the church because persecution spreads the faith further and fat and wider and more. Alright. Okay, let's get let's go let's get on to the gospel. Okay. Alleluia, alleluia. Take my yoke upon you, says the Lord, and learn from me, for I am meek and humble of heart. Alleluia, alleluia. God first loved us and sent his son as expiation for our sins. Alleluia, alleluia. These two alleluia antiphons, the first is from Matthew 11, verse 29, and the first letter of St. John, chapter 4, verse 10. One soldier thrust his lance into his side, and immediately blood and water flowed. It's from reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. John, chapter 19, verse 37. Since it was the preparation day, in order that the bodies may not remain on the cross on the Sabbath, for the Sabbath day of that week was a solemn one, the Jews asked Pilate, that their legs be broken and they be taken down. So the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first, then of the other, one who was crucified with Jesus. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was already dead, they did not break his legs, but one, but one soldier thrust his lance into his side, and immediately blood and water flo uh, flowed out. An eyewitness uh, has testified, and his testimony is true. He knows that he is speaking the truth, that you also may come to believe. For this uh, happened so that the scriptures, scripture passage might be fulfilled. Not a bone of, not a bone of it will be broken. And again, another passage says, they will look upon him whom they have pierced. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Alright, as Catholics, we believe that Jesus Christ is fully God and fully man. Absolutely God and absolutely man. There are no, there's two natures, but one person. There's a divine nature and there's a human nature. We believe that Jesus is God and man. We believe that he is truly with full knowledge, intellect, understanding, God and man. Now, people try to get into, well, how come he said things like, uh, the father knows something and the son doesn't. We don't understand. It's a mystery. We don't fully understand how much he permitted his human nature to know when he was in time here on earth and how much his human nature did know. To get into the complexities to try to figure out, like, you know, how and why and how much 
is going to lead into very dangerous territory, which led to a lot of heresies. You know, people would go into that maybe Jesus hasn't, uh, did not know he was God, that he was discovering he was God, that he was struggling, going through an identity, a revelation. That in itself is, is in my opinion, dangerous territory, dangerous, absolutely uh, bad territory. I would say the best thing to do is just accept it, accept it and embrace it. That everything was done for our benefit, for our salvation. And then, yes, he knew he was God and he knew many things. He knew, he, he knows, he knows all things, all things have been given to him. All authority of heaven and earth have been handed over by the father to the son. And it's a mystery, a mystery that has been revealed and still beautifully hidden from our full inferior understanding. And I think that's fine. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. You know? I'm okay with it. And and I'm I'm I think we all should be. Um there are things we'll never we'll never comprehend, at least not in this side of eternity, not not in our human limited existence. We'll never fully understand everything, but we can fully embrace embrace it at the same time. And I think that's fine. All right. Devotion to the Sacred Heart, as we know it, began about the year 1672. On reported occasions, Jesus appeared to St. Margaret Mary Alaco, a visitation nun in France, and during these apparitions, he explained to her the devotion to his Sacred Heart as he wanted people to practice it. He asked to be honored in the symbol of his heart of flesh. He, he asked for acts of reparation for the frequent communion, communion on the first Fridays of the month and the keeping of the holy hour. When the Catholic Church approved the devotion to the Sacred Heart of Jesus, she did not base her actions only on the visions of St. Margaret Mary. The Church approved the devotion on its own merits. There is only one person in Jesus, and that person was at the same time God and man. His heart, too, is divine. It is the heart of God. There are two things that must always be found together in the devotion to the Sacred Heart. Christ's heart of flesh and Christ's love for us. True devotion to the Sacred Heart means devotion to the divine heart of Christ insofar as his heart represents and recalls his love for us. In honoring the heart of Christ, our homage lingers on the person of Jesus in the fullness of his love. This love of Christ for us 
was the moving force of all. He did and suffered for us in Nazareth, on the cross, in giving himself in the blessed sacrament, in his teachings and healings, in his praying and working. When we speak of the sacred heart, we mean Jesus showing us his heart. Jesus, all love for us and all lovable. Jesus Christ is in the incarnation of God's infinite love. The human nature which the Son of God took upon himself was filled with love and kindness that has never found an equal. He is the perfect model of love of God and neighbor. Every day of his life was filled with repeated pr proofs of Christ's love that surpasses all knowledge. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 19. Jesus handed down for all time the, fu the fundamental feature of his character. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and humble of heart. Matthew chapter 11 verse 29. He invited all ref refusing none, surpass, uh, surprising friends and rivals by his unconditional generosity. The meaning of love in the life of Jesus was especially evident in his sufferings out of love for his father. He willed to undergo the death of the cross. The world must come to understand that I love the father and that I do just as the father commanded me. Gospel of John, chapter 14, verse 31. That love that Jesus bore toward us all also urged him to undergo the death of the cross. At the Last Supper, he said, No one can have greater love than to lay down his life for his friends. Gospel of John, chapter 15, verse 13. What enhances Christ's love is the sovereign liberty with which he offered himself. He said, this is why the father loves me, because I lay down my life in order to take it up again. No one takes it away from me. I lay it down of my own free will. And as I have the right to lay it down, I have the power to take it up again. This command I have received from my father. John chapter 10, verse 17 to 18. Jesus loved people because they belonged to his father before he died. He prayed, it, he prayed, it is for them I pray. I do not pray for the world, but for those you gave me, because they are yours. Gospel of John chapter 17, verse uh, 9. He did, he, he did mankind much good for God's sake, seeing in every person a child of God and image of his father he loved people for his own sake because they were really so much in need of help and because he wished to win them over to his teaching by his innumerable favors when we see jesus lavishly offering inexhaustible treasures of compassion and mercy we're able to con to conceive something of the immensity of that ocean of divine kindness and love from which the sacred heart draws these treasures for us. The heart of Jesus never ceases to love us in heaven. He sanctifies us through the sacraments. These are inexhaustible fountains of grace. 
and holiness, which have their source in the boundless ocean of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. So the solemnity of the Sacred Heart of Jesus is celebrated on the Friday following the second Sunday after Pentecost. Okay, the <clears throat> scripture passages, Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 33. This is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after these those days, says the Lord. I will put my law within them, and I will inscribe it upon their hearts. I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and humble of heart. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. I have come to spread fire on the earth, and how I wish it were already blazing. Luke chapter 12, verse 49. When they come... When they came to Jesus and saw that he was already dead, they did not break his legs, but one of the soldiers thrust a lance into his side, and immediately a flow of blood and water came forth. Gospel John chapter 19, verse 33 to 34. So, devotion to the Sacred Heart of Jesus is devotion to the person of Christ with special emphasis on his unconditional love for us and for everyone. Jesus' love Jesus' love is both divine, because he is God, and human, because he is also a man. The heart of our Savior is the symbol of his love for us. We show our love for Jesus by a life of, cons uh, of consecration to him, by sacrifice and acts of reparation for sin, and by the promotion of this devotion to his loving heart okay prayer to the sacred heart most sweet jesus redeemer and lord of all men and women look down upon us with love we are yours and yours we wish to be to be more surely united with you each one of us freely consecrate ourselves today to your most sacred heart grant o lord to your church assurance of freedom and immunity from harm Give peace and order to all nations and make the earth resound from pole to pole with one cry. Praise to the divine heart that brought our salvation. To Jesus be glory and honor forever and ever. Amen. Okay, so you can say like Good Friday is like one of the first, I guess you can say, uh, Fridays offered up, but it doesn't always land on the first of the month. Good Friday is the day Jesus suffered his passion and death on the cross. Every Friday we should remember what he did to save us from our sins, especially at the three o'clock hour when he died. Jesus promised St. Margaret Mary that all those who receive Holy Communion for nine first Fridays of the month in a row shall receive special graces from him in life and at the moment of death. To receive this special grace, we must... 1. Receive Holy Communion on, on nine first Fridays in a row. 2. Love Jesus' sacred heart and hope to go to heaven. 3. Tell Jesus we are sorry for those who hurt him, especially in the Eucharist. The first Friday of every month is a day the Church asks us to especially remember Jesus' love for us when he died for us on the cross. Okay, the promises of our Lord to St. Mar Margaret Mary in favor of those who are devoted to his sacred heart. 1. I will give them all the graces necessary in their state of life. 
2. I will establish peace in their houses. 3. I will comfort them in all their afflictions. 4. I will be their secure refuge during life and above all in death. 5. I will bestow a large blessing upon all their undertakings. 6. Sinners shall find in my heart the source and the infinite ocean of mercy. 7. Tibbet souls shall grow in uh, uh, fervent. 8. Fervent souls shall quickly mount to high perfection. 9. I will bless every place where a picture of my heart shall be set up and honored. 10. I will give to priests the gifts of touching the most hardened hearts. 11. Those who shall promote this devotion shall have their names written in, in my heart, never to be blotted out. 12. I promise you the excessive mercy of my heart that, I, that my all-powerful love will grant to all those who communicate on the first Friday of nine consecutive months the grace of final patience. They shall not die in my displeasure, nor without receiving the sacraments. My divine heart shall be their refuge in this last moment. Prayer to the Most, to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. O heart of love, I put all my trust in you, for I fear all things that my own heart weakens, but I hope for all things from your goodness. Amen. And then here's a consecration. O most sweet Jesus, Redeemer of the human race, behold us prostrate most humbly before your altar. To you we belong, yours we wish to be, and that we may be united to you most surely. We dedicate ourselves, each one of us today, to your most sacred heart. Many have never known you. Many, despising your commands, have rejected you. Have mercy on them all, most merciful Jesus, and draw them to your sacred heart. Be you King Lord, not only over the faithful who never have gone away from you, but also over the prodigal children who have forsaken you, and make, the, make them return quickly to their father's house, lest they perish of misery and hunger. Be you king of those who have been misled by error, or separated by schism, and call them back to their to the heaven uh, to the heaven of truth and the unity of faith so that they may soon be one fold and one shepherd grant to your church o lord assurance of freedom and immunity from harm give peace and order to all nations and grant that over the whole earth from pole to pole may resound the words praise to the divine heart through which was brought to us salvation glory and honor be it forever amen O heart of love i put all my trust in you for i fear all things from my own weakness but i hope for all things from your goodness most sweet heart of jesus grant that peace the fruit of justice and charity may reign throughout the world sacred heart of jesus protect our families amen Okay, this is now called the act of reparation for the sacred heart of uh, to the sacred heart of Jesus for for all our sins. Let's see. 
O sweet Jesus, whose overflowing charity for your servants is required. I'm sorry, requited by so much forgetfulness, negligence, and contempt. Behold us prostrate before your altar, eager to repair by special act of homage the cruel indifference and injuries to which your loving heart is everywhere subject, mindful, alas, that we ourselves have had a share in such great indignities, which we now deplore from the depth of our hearts. We we humbly ask your, your pardon and declare our readiness to atone by voluntary atonement, not only for our own personal offenses, but also for the sins of those who, straying far from the path of salvation, refusing in their abstinent infidelity to follow you, that their, their shepherd and leader, or renouncing the vows of their baptism, have cast off the sweet yoke of your law. We are now resolved to expiate each and every deplorable outrage committed against you. We are determined to make amends for the mindful offenses against Christian modesty in upcoming in, in, in upcoming dress and behavior, for all the foul seductions um, laid to ensnare the feet of the innocent, for the frequent violations of Sundays and holidays, and the shocking blasphemies uttered against you and your saints. We wish also to make amends for the insults to which your vicar on earth and your priests are subjugated, for the profanation of, by con, um, conscious neglect or terrible acts of sacrilege, of the very sacraments of your divine love, and lastly, for the public crime of nations who resist the rights and teachings authority of the church which you have founded. Would, O oh, divine Jesus, we were able to wash away such abominations with our blood. We now offer in reparation for these uh, for these sal uh, sal uh, salvations of your divine honor, the, the satisfaction you once made to your eternal Father on the cross, in which you continue to renew daily on our altars. We offer it in union with the acts of atonement of your uh, of your virgin mother and all the saints and the, the pious faithful on earth and we sincerely promise to make reparations as far as we can with the help of your grace for all neglect of your great love and for the sins we and others have committed on the past uh, in the past from now on we will live a life on unwavering faith faith of uh, faith of purity of conduct, of perfection, of observance of the precepts of the gospel, and especially that of charity. We promise the best of our power to prevent others from offending you and to bring as many as possible to follow you. O loving Jesus, through the intercessions of the Blessed Virgin, we are model, we are um, our model in reparation, dying to receive the voluntary offerings we make of this act. Of atonement and by the crowning gift of perseverance, keep us faithful unto death in our day, duty and allegiance we owe to you, so that we may follow one day, we, we, we may all one day come to the happy home where you, with the Father and the Holy Spirit, and reign uh, one God world without end. Amen. I think we should all consider that, honestly. I mean, if we all
um, try to do that. I mean, we really all like you get, think about it. If you can get, if you can do it yourself and get maybe some friends to come together and take part in, in observing the, the first Friday, I mean, I think it would be fantastic, but what if it's every Friday? I mean, why just one Friday? I think if you get people to come together and they take all the Fridays and put them together and like, you know, just, just take part in this, I think it would be wonderful. All right, folks, um, let's, um, say the creed and we'll, uh, we'll end it there. All right. So hold on. Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace to people of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you, we give you thanks for your great glory. Lord God, heavenly King, O God, almighty Father, Lord Jesus Christ, only begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, have mercy on us. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit and the glory of God the Father. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory now and forever. Amen. Okay, so um, God bless and um, stay safe and keep praying and, um, you know, just get closer to to Christ, get close to him and, uh, practice the devotions, pray the rosary. It's, um, you know, I mean, th things may look bad, but the fact is personal holiness is the key. It's the key for all of us. Um, you know, we can't help it when we have bad bishops, bad priests, um, even a Pope that's can be confusing. We could, we have to, we still have to pray for the Pope. And I think because there's more um, responsibility, uh, responsibility on his shoulders, and even of the priest, they're not. I mean, their position that they take, um, we can't help it if they fail to if they fail to keep sight of who Jesus is and what the gospel is and what their responsibilities are. If they look at the faith from a secular humanist perspective, we can't do anything about that. That's on them. But we can be holy. We can still be faithful to the Eucharist. We can still be faithful to the church. Even when the leadership of the church is infested with bad wolves, we can still be holy. Okay, that's something that no one can take away. All right. They can't take away our relationship with Christ. They can't take away the gospel. They can't take away grace. Our relationship with Christ is, is, is all it comes down to. And that's true. You have to think about it. If the church was suppressed, 
imagine if like say an alternate view of history let's say the the nazis or the soviets took over if after 70 years the orthodox church still came back like we saw now in history and after who knows let's say a hundred years or more the faith is still alive when the 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 Japanese Imperial Japan uh, threw the Europeans out and there were no missionaries to the Japan for who knows I think a hundred years maybe maybe I could be you know wrong or right I don't know but I know this for a fact that when the Japan opened its doors there were still Christians there left from the last missionaries they had no priests they had no sacraments. They only, they baptized, but they still kept the faith. They still kept the faith. So you, we, we, we have to remember it's personal holiness. That's what's the key here. A holiness that is one purpose, being faithful and getting close to Jesus, to the gospel. And it's all based on personal sanctification, personal reparation to, you know, to, to make atonement for other people's failures and insults. You get closer to Christ by becoming more like him. The power of his holiness is given to us and we get closer and closer and we become more like him. That we can, that no one can tell us. We we do this also through his saints. We do this also through his saints. That's what St. Francis of Assisi did. St. Francis of Assisi went after personal holiness. He went out, he decided to follow Jesus. He knew already about the saints. He just needed to know how to get closer to Jesus. And he did it through, through the blessed mother, through St. Joseph, through the gospels. He did it. There was a, a story um, where he went to Rome and people were not giving donations. They weren't casting their money, uh, all their wealth to the tomb of St. Peter it was very little. People were being very, very stingy and he got angry and he just threw all his money. He said, here, this is how you do it. This is how you do it. You give it all. You give it all away. You know? I mean, there's many different versions of how this happened. But the point is, it's based on an obvious fact where he was so desperate. He was desperate for holiness, desperate to want to be close to Jesus. He went back home to Assisian rags. He gave away his shoes. He gave away his clothes. He gave away everything on his back and he walked back home like a beggar and because he wanted to be holy he wanted to get close to him he wasn't he wasn't looking for vanity he wanted to lose himself so he can find himself again in jesus that's the whole purpose of it that's the whole purpose of it and most people have to understand that the whole purpose of it is to be close to him, to when you read the gospel more, 
you go into the gospel more, you go into the scriptures more, all the entire Bible, all of it from beginning to end is all about Christ. And the idea is that once you become like him, you are Jesus. He speaks through us. And then he draws other people to himself through us. We become a vessel just like his mother, just like St. Joseph. God, God speaks in, diff in different ways through each saint. St. Joseph is a good example who has had not one word in scripture ever recorded. And yet, as, as the church says, God had everything to say in the silence of St. Joseph. Everything he had to say, he said it in the manhood and silent manhood, manliness of St. Joseph. That's, that's it. All right, folks. Um, I'll end it here. All right. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, now and forever. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit.